Hey, welcome to another episode of The Coreling Solution, where we bring you awareness and actionable insights. Uh, you know, one of the things to think about is that performing in your career in any capacity, entry level, mid-level, leadership level, requires that you do well in a lot of different areas, right? And the fact is, um, self-care is one of those areas that we need to understand a bit more. Today, we're going to cover self-care, but in a broader context of really organizing to move through change. You know, um, this episode, when I when I thought about it and I thought about everything going on in the world right now, you know, we're, we're coming, we're past the year in a pandemic. The data that we've been seeing so far is is nerve uh, ending data, meaning that it will really shock you when you look at some of the statistics around marital breakups, around uh, suicide attempts, around people with depression and such, actually picking up the phone call and telling folks they are depressed. So just think about that. Typically, people keep those things under wraps. So if you have a certain percentage grow, let's say, and calling with issues, you know, underneath that are tons more who are struggling with those things. So here's some data to get your head wrapped around. During the pandemic, about four in 10 adults in the U.S. have reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder. A share that has been largely consistent up from one in 10 adults who reported these symptoms from January to June of 2019. So think about that, a 30 percent increase uh, in those cases, add to that increased substance abuse and again, suicidal tendencies. So the fact is, as we begin to come out of COVID-19, we will still be moving through a lot of change. And I'm not promising that this episode is going to be the episode that resolves it all for you. But my guest, Kathy Perez, will help us understand how we organize ourselves as a means of preparation to move through change. So Kathy, welcome to The Coreling Solution. And let me finish properly introducing you. Kathy Perez has always had a passion for health and fitness, being organized and sharing her curiosity for life with anyone who would listen. After many years in the corporate arena, supporting others with administrative and HR tasks, Kathy got the nerve and the calling to finally become a health coach. She's a certified health eating and weight loss coach, a certified yoga instructor, and the 159th worldwide certified Konami, I'm going to mess that up, KonMari organizing, organizing consultant. So, Kathy Perez, welcome to the CoreLink Solution. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, James, for having me. It's it's definitely a thrill for me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for reaching out and uh, thank you for being here. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I want to uh, give it as just due and, and thank you for uh, being willing to do so. Absolutely. I'm here for you. <laughs> so let me ask you a question to get started, which is a question I ask everyone. And I know you already know this question. Uh, what's one thing you can share with myself and the audience that uh, people who know Kathy best don't know? So... I, um, I, I, people who know me well will know this. Some people who don't know me well kind of know this, but I am a Harry Potter fanatic. Ah, Harry and, Potter fanatic. Yeah, so I even went, and I say this very carefully, I went to a symposium for mm. Harry Potter. Like there was a, but it was most, like I was probably one of the oldest people there. Got it. Um, but that's okay. So I am totally in love with it. But, um, you know, what J.K. Rowling put, into those books was basically just phenomenal and she rightly has a place in you know historical um, reading literature forever yeah. and it's simply she got a whole generation to read again yeah. and that was in the in the you know 
technology is everything, but yet she got kids to read again. Exactly. So it's a phenomenal series, and I'm a total junkie. That's such a good point. When you think about it, anytime you can, you can get kids um, in any way, shape, or form to pull back from electronics, um, you've you've done something massive. So, <laughs> yeah, good point. So now with this topic, um, let's start here. You've always been interested in helping people in these ways. But what made you dive deep into this topic around organizing? Right. And I like I phrased it, organizing to move through change. What what made you really sink your teeth into that? So um, just really, you know, I've always been an organizing freak. So, I mean, it's something I've always done. And I didn't, and I made a living out of it, literally always keeping other people organized. But what changed for me is what we'll talk about later, which is the Kalmar method of organizing. So you, yes. you did say it right. But um, knowing that I act, and you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a health coach and I help women with anxiety. So I know from firsthand what that's like. So when I went through my own tidying festival, so to speak, um, what I realized is that my anxiety, even though it was already low and controllable, it really just took a totally different level hmm. downward. And so the reason why I really felt that this was something finally, when I went through the method myself, then when I went through the ambassadorship, I used to become certified, somehow everything just made sense. And I was like, finally, not only will I appreciate my organization skills, but now I have taken it to another level and I know how this is going to affect women like me. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of changed everything. Got it. Got it. So, so that 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 phrase you ended with um, will help women like me. Uh, how would you articulate for folks? Because you know, when I think about uh, the way we're raised corporately, right, and the way we're raised in business, so on and so forth, to succeed, the words that come to mind are, you know, work harder, push past it. Um, the Charles Barkley phrase, right? Uh, over you, under you, through you, around you, I'm going to get to the basket, right? Charles Barkley used to say that. Um, and so when we move towards topics such as self-care, I can see almost a, a repelling, if you will, right? Uh, a resistance, a pushback, a repelling. When you think about those things, how do you articulate the benefits to people so they can actually see and even embrace getting into the topic? What are the benefits that you would speak to? Absolutely. And thank you. That's a, it's actually a marvelous question. I will give you a statistic. 55 minutes a day, people in the States, at least, will look for something they can't find. Hmm. You know, they can't find their keys. They can't find the book. They can't find whatever it is. That adds up to two weeks in a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a vacation. So, why is there benefit to being organized and to learning about decluttering? Focus, productivity, and tranquility. Mm, and tranquility. And those are exceptional, especially what we went through last year. And so when you are in a career move, when you're thinking about, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Like maybe you're in your second season, maybe you're third season, maybe, you know, you're like, you lost your job last year and you never have figured out what are you passionate about? Right. Well, when your brain is not focused, then you're not going to be productive in anything. When you're not productive in anything, then you have no drive. When we're able to have a more stable personal environment, when we're organized both in our personal space and in our heads, mostly, is the most important thing. We become more tranquil. That means that we're able to focus. We're able to get in that zone. Even more importantly is when we're focused, then we become more productive. And usually what that means is that now our passion is driving us, and we have the motivation to be more productive, to get 
um, to whatever aspirations we have. Mm. Your environment breathes your energy. Yeah. It, we Everything has energy. And so when you have everything in a tranquil space, when everything's organized, when you have decluttered everything and you only have what makes you happy and blesses you, your brain appreciates that because your brain works from A to B. It only wants to go from linear path. Yeah. And when you have nothing disturbing you, your focus is all it has. Your brain will focus no matter what. Yeah. And that means a lot of people who are in that career move. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of, that reminds me of uh, people we would probably call eccentric who, you know, reach this crazy level of wealth. Uh, and sometimes you see these interviews, right? And, and uh, I think, I think faith, Facebook owner uh, has said this. I can't think of his name right now. I think of a couple other people have said this. It's kind of like, you know, my closet, I have like three different shirts, right? I've got a, a white shirt, a black shirt, and some other shirt. I have these jeans and I have this you know, sports jacket if I want to dress up. Why? Because I only have like two choices. I don't want to spend any time making choices around those things because they are not important to me and everything I have to do. And so when I think about what you said around 55 minutes a day to my, to my people who are analytically biased. So that means let's just say you only get four hours of sleep a night. So you're a 20 hour a day person, right? From wake to work all day tonight, again, hitting your head on the pillow. That's 5% of your day given up right so if you, the person sleeps more okay a little less so you, you're going to probably you're talking five to seven percent of your day depending on your sleeping patterns right that you're giving up to find stuff per kathy's data so just get your head around that um the second thing that comes to mind when you say that then is um not only removing things to help you uh, just be focused on what matters but also putting things in in a way that you can get them done efficiently right so now let's let's talk there for a minute. You know, when you think about some of the people you've helped, what do some of the success stories look like? So I can think of two um, exceptional clients of mine. And the first one, um, she um, has three kids and um, her husband works full time. She did, too, but her, their schedules were a little bit different. Well, last year when everything went crazy, you know, kids were went to virtual learning. And so they did anything they possibly could to make it work mm. during the virtual time. Sure. So we had met um, back in February before things went down in lockdown. And so we, we had talked about working together. Well, you know, she said it wasn't at the time, you know, it wasn't a good time. I'm like, fine. So she calls me in like July, late July last year. And she's like almost crying. Mm. And she's like, I don't know how I got through this last semester, but if, I have to try to go this again. I'm not going to make it hmm. like she was at her wit's end. And so we worked together. And the reason why she was so, why I consider her such a success was because she went through um, the coaching that I offer. The best compliment I could ever think of was when she, she showed me pictures um, of, and told me that before September started, when her kids were going to go back to virtual, she had transformed through all of the coaching, one of her rooms, to make sure that the kids had a place beyond mm. just their bedroom yeah. to work yeah. so that, that they had a dedicated learning space come September when they were going to go back to virtual learning. But she went from complete overwhelm and transitioned into, I can cope. And not only can I cope, but now I actually enjoy finding ways to make my life easier plus that of my family. Yeah. That is, that's strong. And, you know, during this time, uh, like I said, with some of the stats I mentioned earlier, of what it's doing, you know, what COVID has done um, 
to people, and, and maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but let's just say how people are reacting to COVID times, uh, whether it be because of isolation, separation, uh, the job losses, and we've seen the, the businesses, um, you know, dying under the weight of, uh, you know, lack of customers, so on and so forth. Um, right now, have you seen a, a, an increase in interest in this area? Um, I would probably say that uh, um, definitely what I've seen is that people under, maybe before didn't consider it mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. When they went through this and now their homes became their offices slash working environments yes. and homes, yes. they like all of a sudden realized, holy cow, like right. this is not at all where I would want to have to spend 24 seven. Right. And they realized, okay, my environment personally and professionally, it matters a great deal for me to have anything get done. Right. And so it was a very, um, it was eye opening for a lot of people, i.e. my client, the first one, she was just like, I had no idea what it meant to be organized to the point where now I know where everything is and I don't have to think harder just to find something, I actually become productive just by virtue of waking up and knowing where everything is and how I'm going to get to things and just prepare myself in such a way that my brain doesn't overtax itself at the beginning of the day. Yeah. And I I could see that, you know, probably a horrible metaphor, but I'm going to use it anyway. When you were talking, you may almost think about um, golf and when the ball's on the fairway, it's easy to go out and take a swing, right? And it's there, it's visible, it's seeing it's where it's supposed to be. When it's when it goes out in the rough, having to go find it, right? You ever you know go on a golf course, you see three guys walking out there through the through the through the you know bushes and whatnot, trying to find it, and then to try to get a swing in that area. That's how I liken it to you know the being being organized mm-hmm. or not. And the point around, I just want to try to connect the dots again for people. The point around being organized to move through change. Change in and of itself is a disruptive force. Folks will remember back in the 2000s, one of the most popular reads at that time, and I think it was probably because just so many mergers, acquisitions, and whatnot that happened back then was, uh, who moved my cheese? And, right, I mean, you it, it was almost like a, a prerequisite reading in leadership to a certain degree because change is coming if you haven't already uh, experienced it and you need to understand how to, to be ready for it. So I think about this in that regard of having the pieces in place so when change comes, it's a bit easier for you. So so those are some of the points around why. Now, now let's talk about the how. I know you and the model that you operate in uh, use four steps to help get through this. So let's let's talk about those four steps, if you will. Absolutely, absolutely. And what I will say is that, um, and I'll talk about it in the steps, but um, to address the previous question as well and to lead into this one, it's important to understand that when you have um, joy, when mm. you have tranquility, um, specifically joy, which turns into gratitude, you can't have guilt. Mm. And so people who are living in such chaos starting from last year or even before that, right? But when you have chaos, that doesn't leave you any room to have tranquility and then to lead a more productive sort of date. And so it's important to understand that, that that's why it's so important to have some type of organization, to have some type of protocol or system that keeps you um, in a state of as much tranquility as possible, especially during this time. But um, yes, there are four specific, um, what we would call components, to what I teach, which is the Conroy method of organizing, yes. and to Marie Kondo, my my uh, my my pride and joy mentor. Um, but this is her brainchild, so this is my interpretation of it. 
But there are four components to a tidy festival, i.e. lifetime organization, as I like Did to say. Did you say a tidy festival? Mm-hmm. Tidy <laughs> festival. Oh, that's yeah, great. that's what they okay. call it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And on average, in the U.S. at least, it can take, on average, someone six months. Mm. to complete a certain festival. So okay. it depends, right? Okay. Some people are on the other side of that um, uh, six months someone are over, but on average, it takes like six months. Okay. But with that said, um, the first um, component is you want to organize by a category. We're not talking about location here. Mm. We're talking about categories. And she and Marie simplified your life because there's only five categories. So it, it's um, in, in this order, it is, um, clothing, books, paper, miscellaneous items, or what we call kimono, and then sentimental items. Hmm. So your life has been simplified to five categories. So that's the first component. Then, once you've, you know, collectively got everything in each category, then the second component, which is the height of this method, which is connecting your brain to your heart, which is phenomenal, your soul to your mind, um, it's the actual joy check. Um, it's basically mm. a gratitude practice, okay. what it comes down to. And in this time, who doesn't need more gratitude sure. in their life? Absolutely. You basically take each item in each category, and you literally ask yourself, does it bring me joy? You put it to yourself. You hold it because everything has energy. And you ask yourself, does it make me happy? Does it bring me joy? Am I going to use it? You know, whatever it is. But you're going to know because there's a vibration there. So that's essential, but it's every single possession in each of those categories. Mm. And what that is, again, it's a practice of gratitude. And when we have gratitude, guilt cannot live. When you don't have guilt, you don't have fear. You don't have fear, you don't stop and think about what if, when it comes to career change or when it comes to taking action. Then the fun starts, because then you get to basically give everything home. And that's important because this is where now your brain is really starting to love this because I told you already that our brains are linear. It wants to go from point A to point B as quickly as possible. So when you give everything a home, your brain literally now does not think. It's on autopilot. And it says, I know where that pair of scissors are. I know where my shoes are. Mm. Like when you go shopping, you don't even have, well, most of us might be shopping from our online um, vessels right now, but Literally, when you go shopping for a thing, you don't even have to think about it. Your brain knows, oh, I don't need T-shirts. I have three of them, and I know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. So it's giving everything home, and that brings such simplicity to your environment. Your brain loves it. It starts, I mean, it's almost like it's getting dopamine every single moment from your actual possession. Mm-hmm. And then um, when all that gets said and done and everything has a home, then finally, the most beautiful part, I believe, of this whole method of literally a way to live, a lifestyle, is now you have intention. And that is crucial for anyone who's trying to make decisions about their future, um, whether that's career, professional, personal, it doesn't matter. When you live with intention, mm. you have so much more clarity. And so intention means that now you know within your life, what is in your personal space, within your, you know, what you want around you, yes. your vibration is so much higher. And so when you think about anything impulsively, like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Oh, look, look at that aisle there. I want these cookies. Guess what? Your brain will actually say, you know what? We don't need those right now. Your brain has actually now been, as you call it, conmarried. And now there's nothing but intention behind every decision you make. 
it's quite a sensational. Um, it, it changes how you look upon every decision. Mm. And that means you're going to be more focused and you're definitely going to be more productive in the end um, simply because you know your body knows what it wants, your brain knows what it wants, and it wants to keep that state. It doesn't want to be, become, um, it doesn't want to be taken out of that harmony. Yeah. And that's pretty powerful. Wow. So let me make sure I try to recap these four steps. I want to make sure I get this. So it could take someone six months. So let's say the average person who just has a regular home, maybe two kids and, you know, things a little out of place here and there because we use certain rooms for multi-purpose, things like that, toys here and there, right? One, categorize into those five categories. Okay. That part, I'm not sure is too difficult. The second part, though, the joy check. I have to assume this 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 idea of okay good I got all the five categories together I can see all this energy with the person but then when they get to the joy check that's almost like making the decision if this thing will stay or not to a certain degree does this bring me joy this is these are not insignificant decisions for some folks. <laughs> but there's always that you know a lot of people um, the the people who don't like the Kamari method are always trying to say oh she wants to, Marie wants to get rid of everything no that's not it actually honestly. Um, following the method, you can literally keep everything in your home okay. if it brings you joy. Okay. With the caveat that it gets to have a home. Oh, but okay, but I just want to make sure I understand this point. Sorry if I'm, I'm sticking to this point. Uh, the joy factor. So what? So what if it doesn't bring me joy? Like my bathroom towels don't bring me joy. They're just essential, right? I just need to have them. So. Uh, so I'm going to make a decision to keep it. It's not joy, but but the the next step then becomes important. Whether it's joy it brings me joy or not, this. Everything must have a home. Now, if it doesn't, yep. then what? What do we now get into the decision of something has to go? If we can't give everything a home, when you decide to give something a permanent home, so to speak, right. understand that you know it's going to be where it is. But in six months, that could change. I mean, this isn't about like not being. This isn't about being rigid, right. you know. But what it's helping your brain do is understand efficiency. Mm. Okay. And so this last part, intention, is like the ultimate, right? When you get to a point where you can filter before acquiring something, right? That that's that feels really powerful. And I think that, and we're not kidding when we say it, everything becomes KonMari. Your yeah. decisions take on different, um, basically, you, you KonMari your decisions. So your decisions just become easier and ultimately they become better for you. You're going to think what is best for me because you're not thinking about everything kind of like disjointed but everything is connected and it's pretty phenomenal um really how good. that happened that's really good well, well kathy thank you for coming and sharing these nuggets thank you for uh one uh, helping people understand the importance of self-care but then two how they organize themselves to to again move through change changes among us and uh will be for a while and so guys uh dig into the four steps as I always tell you be informed be empowered be accountable and now i will say on this episode be organized <laughs> kathy perez thank you again for joining us in the core link solution Thank you so much.